Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful bullet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Rent in Advance. The Green Hornet strikes again. service button in his lapel, walked disconsolately along a downtown street. He paid little attention to the morning crowds until suddenly his eyes fell upon a man and a woman getting into a car at the curb. Then he sprang into action. It's them. Hey, wait, you. Hey, what's the idea? You know what the idea is, all right. I want my money back that you chipped me out of, that's what. The man must be crazy, Slim. Oh, crazy, am I? Well, you two aren't getting away with your crooked deal. Lucky I saw you in time. Hey, get away from this car, fella. We're in a hurry. Oh, no, you don't. I'm going to uh, fix you this. for this. Oh! Man, stop. Get it going quick. All right, let me through. Let me through here. What's going on here? What happened? That guy in that car that just left, he socked me. He and a girl are crooks. I tried to stop him. Did you get the number of the car? No, I didn't have a chance. But they cheated me out of 300 bucks. Cheated? Take me to police headquarters. I'll tell them my story. Maybe they can find those crooks. Well, they just got her, that's all. Come on. All right. All right. A short time later, the veteran was telling his story at police headquarters. Mike Axford of the Daily Sentinel... And Sergeant Colston, listen attentively. I found out I'd just been cheated out of more than 300 bucks, Sergeant. I hope the cops can get it back somehow. Well, uh, tell me about it, son. We'll do what we can. I saw an ad in the paper about an apartment. Here, I got it right here. Let's see it, Sarge. Now, hold on, expert. I'm going to read it. What's it say? Read it out loud. Opportunity for veteran. Furnished apartment to sublet. One child permitted. Phone to Slocum 2323. For appointment between 4 and 5 o'clock p.m. Uh-huh. So you answered this ad, huh? Oh, yeah, I phoned. A woman answered. She told me to come to the town apartments on 2nd Street at 6 o'clock. That was last evening. Well, what happened? Well, I went there. A nice-looking brunette opened the door and let me in. There was a tall, dark man there, too. She said he was her husband. Well, then what? They said they were going away. They wanted a deposit of 300 bucks. 
make sure the furniture wasn't damaged while they were gone. Yeah. Like that case last week, Sarge, isn't it? Oh, shut up, Axford. Well, go on, son. They said I'd get my dough back when I moved out. I gave them the money with a month's rent in advance. You mean you had all that dough with you? They told me about the deposit over the phone. Oh. I got a paper saying I could stay a year and a receipt for my deposit. Yeah, I have them here. Mm-hmm. Well, then what? Well, they told me to come by this morning and pick up the key from the apartment manager's office. They were to move out last night. Did you uh, see the manager this morning? Well, sure. I just come from there. Oh, what about the key? The manager said the people who had that apartment were in Florida. They left their keys with him more than a week ago. Uh-oh. I described the man and woman, and well, the manager said they weren't the tenants at all. It was a racket, son. A racket we've been trying to break for weeks. Oh, sure. But they got away with my dough. It was all I had. Sarge, you gotta get my dough back somehow. You just gotta. Later that morning, Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, heard the story from Axford as Lenore Case, Reed's secretary, listened sympathetically. And like I told Sarge Reed, that goes to prove it's the same dirty racket that's been going on for weeks. I sure felt sorry for the lad this morning. Well, I think it's terrible, doing such a thing to a young veteran. This case is similar to the one last week, Axford. Sure, that's what I said a while ago. Only there's one thing different. What's that? The guy who reported to the cops last week said he was gypped by a short, heavy-set guy and a blonde. Yes, that's right. I remember. This week, it was a tall, dark guy and a brunette. But the veteran who was cheated last week also answered an ad, didn't he? That he did. And both them ads are in the Daily Sentinel, too, Reed. I'll see if you can find both those ads, Miss Case. Get them and leave them on my desk. Yes, sir. I'll find them for you. Did the police check the phone numbers in the ads, Axford? Yeah. Every time they had a complaint on this kind of racket, the call came from a phone booth somewhere. The one last week was from a bar on First Street. The one this morning from a phone booth in a drugstore down at 10th and Warren. I see. That's a rotten racket. And it has to be stopped. That evening, Brett Reed went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Brett discussed the racket with Cato. The police haven't run onto anything so far, Cato. There must be some angle that would lead to those crooks. Well, if not good, they take veterans' money. That's right. I wonder if... You have idea? It might be that the apartment manager had a tie-in with the racketeers. I'd like to make sure one way or the other. Oh, you think maybe Green Hornet? It's worth a try. Come on. A short time later, the manager of the town apartments arose from his chair as he heard a knock at the door. Get back inside. Hey, what? Close the door. Uh, the Green Hornet. Right. I came to find out about your cut in the rent racket. If you get more than I do, I'm going to make trouble. Rent racket? So you're in on that? Don't play dumb. We're both in That's it. That's a lie. The police will be glad to know you're in it. Put down that phone. Yeah, nothing doing. I'm phoning the police. Operator, Never mind, mister. I'll see you later. What you find out, Mr. Britt? 
The manager's on the level, Keto. I played a poor hunch that time, but at least I satisfied my curiosity. Well, how you know he on the level? He called the police right away. That was proof enough. Well, I guess we might as well go home for the time being. Before long, something is bound to break that'll steer us to the ones who work that racket. I'm sure of that. Step on it. Several days passed without further developments. Then, early one afternoon, Mike Axford entered Miss Casey's office. Hey, Casey! Read in? No, he isn't. Why? I wanted to show Reed something that's in the clarion. An ad in the classified section, no less. You mean those racketeers have put in another ad? I ain't ad? sure, but it could be. Well, let me see it. Do you have it with you? Sure. I tore it out. Here it is. Uh, furnished apartment for rent. Present tenant leaving city. Willing to sublet. Veteran preferred. Phone Slocum 4500 between 3 and 5 p.m. Hmm. Well, this could be, but... Well, on the other hand, it's probably a legitimate ad. Well, maybe you think so, Casey, but I don't. I'm going to find out whether that ad's on the level or not. Going to play detective, huh? Well, why don't you tell the police what you think and let them investigate? And maybe lose a scoop? Are you kidding? Huh. I'm going to try to find out. Then I'll phone the cops. And we'll get credit for busting the case. You get it? I get it. But I don't think it's going to turn out as you think. That's what you think. Anyhow, me mind is made up. Oh, maybe you'd better wait till Mr. Reed comes in. Then you can find out what he thinks. Well, it's almost three o'clock now, Casey. I gotta get me call in first or I lose out. I'll be seeing you later, Casey. Well, let me know how you make out, will you? Okay, Casey. I'll let you know. So long. <laughs> A little before three o'clock, two fairly well-dressed men and a woman sat in a booth in a small restaurant. It's almost three o'clock, Stella. We'd be ready to get to the phone booth if the phone rings. All right, Slim, I'm ready. We're about the only ones in here anyway. Are you sure, Slim, that there's no danger of the cops getting wise enough to pull something smart on us? We're safe enough now, Joe. Anyway, Stella can tell right away as soon as she hears a voice on the phone whether he's on the level or not. Stella's smart that way. Aren't you, honey? It isn't hard to judge, Slim. The suckers are always so eager and anxious, they almost jump through the phone. That's how I can tell. How about the guy who runs this dump? Is he okay? Sure. Stella and I both know him. He's an ex-con. he keep his mouth shut as long as he's paid off for doing it. Why didn't we use the same phone as we did before? I would have tipped off the cops in case they happened to see that ad. That's why. Well, there it is, Stella. Go to it, honey. All right. Hello? Hello. Is this the party who has the ad in the clarion uh, about an apartment, that is? That's right. I'm Mrs. Wallace. Oh. Well, now, I'd like to see your place and make a deposit if we can get together on it, ma'am. I see. Of course, it's only fair to tell you that I've been advised to require a rather large deposit as a protection against damage to my nice furniture, you know. Oh. Well, now, if it isn't too oh, much... Oh, it really I... isn't much. I'm sure 300 is reasonable... With, of course, a month's rental in advance. The rental is $100 per month. Uh, that makes $400 should be one. Is that it? That's right. Of course, if you feel you can't oh, pay... I didn't say that, Mrs... Uh... Uh, Wallace is the name. Uh, how soon can I come over, Mrs. Wallace? My husband will be home from his office about four. Suppose you come over then, Mr... Oh, yeah. uh, Mike Ashford is the name, ma'am. Uh, where shall I come to? Apartment 202, 
the Fairview apartment. Fine, fine. I'll be there right at four o'clock with the door in my pocket. That I will. All right, Mr. Axford. I'll hold the offer open until we talk to you, since you're the first to call. See you at four o'clock. Goodbye. Goodbye, ma'am. Well, that's that. How'd you make out, Stella? That was a perfect one, Slim. He didn't sound too smart and fell for the sweet stuff right away. He's going to the place at four o'clock with the money. What do we do now? We'll sit here a while longer so Stella can turn aside any other phone calls that may come in. Most of them will call before 3.30. Then we'll get over to the apartment at the Fairview. And by a little after four, we'll have 400 more in cash to add to our bankroll. At four o'clock, Axford entered the small lobby of the Fairview Apartments and stopped to look at the mailboxes. Uh, let's see. Yep, there it is. Mr. and Mrs. Wallace, apartment 202. She gave me the right name, all right. I'd go on up. Second floor. Now to find... Oh, yeah. There's 202. If this is on the level, I'll have a devil of a time explaining. Yes? Oh, uh, hi, Mike Axford, ma'am. I came about the Come apartment. Come right in, Mr. Axford. We were expecting you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, now. This is a nice place you got here, Mrs. Wallace. Very nice. We think so. We want to be sure we get a responsible party to come in while we're away. I'm sure you'd take good care of my furnishings, wouldn't you? Oh, sure, that I would. Oh, this the uh, gentleman you were expecting, dear? Yes, darling. Mr. Axford, this is my husband, Mr. Wallace. Glad to know you. It's a pleasure, I'm sure, Mr. Axford. Now, shall we get right down to the business at hand? Sure, why not? My husband is quite blunt about business matters. It's a business call, my dear. Now, Mr. Axford, if you want to look around before deciding... Oh, it's okay. The place is fine. What's the arrangements? We're asking a deposit on the furnishings. It'll be returned, of course, when you move out. Then we require a month's rent in advance. I told Mr. Axford all about that on the phone, darling. Sure, that's right. I made out receipts for you already. If you pay the $400, then in the morning you can come by and pick up the apartment key from the manager's office. We'll move out tonight. Uh, before coming to an agreement, I'd like to have a word with the manager. Just to make sure he'll turn the key over to me if I take the place. But I assure you, you'll have no trouble. You can take my word for that. There's no I'd reason to... I'd rather be sure, ma'am, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> One would think you didn't believe we'd leave the key, Mr. Axford. Every guy can't be too careful these days, ma'am. Now, see, here, Mr. Axford, Hold on. You... Hey, what's the idea of that gun? Slim knows a wise guy when he meets one, that's what. I knew you two were crooks all the time. You won't get away with this. Oh, no. We got a job to do, Joe. It'll be a pleasure. Hey, what's the idea? Just this, buddy. We're going to give you a working over just for luck. That'll teach you a lesson. Oh, yeah? Well, I won't be the only one hurt. I... Why, I know that guy. Oh, you do, huh? Yes, I do. He's Joe Higgins, out on parole. And for his next offense, he'll get life. And this racket is it. 
When I tell the cops... Grab him, Slim. Yeah, I got him. Let me go, you... Still, just be no... Slug up. We gotta take him along, no. Slim. He knows too much. Sure, but what are we gonna... Tonight, you'll have an accident, Slim. A little whiskey spilled over him. His body found in the wrecked car. That'll do it. No, no, you don't. I just so do it. Okay, Joe, that did it. Now help me get him down to the car. Yeah, right. You'll be plenty sorry he came snooping. You can bet on that. It was after six o'clock when Miss Case entered Britt Reed's office. What is it, Miss Case? I'm a little worried about Axford, Mr. Reed. Worried about Axford? Why? I forgot to tell you when you came in. You see, Axford went out early this afternoon to check up on an ad for a furnished apartment that he found in the Clarion. He was certain it was one of those racket ads. I see. Did you read the ad? Yes, sir, I did. And it gave a phone number to call. I think it was Slocum 4500. Well, phone Sergeant Colston at police headquarters and give him the information. Have him call back later and find out if Axford has returned. If he hasn't, then the police better investigate. All right, sir. I'll phone Sergeant Colston right away. Britt Reed left the Sentinel building and went to his apartment. It was some time after dinner that the phone rang. Well, Mr. Reed's apartment... Oh, just a minute, Sergeant Colston. It's police, Sergeant, Mr. Britt. Hello, Sergeant. What's up? Your secretary called me about Axford. I phoned the Sentinel a while ago. He hadn't shown up yet, Mr. Reed. That's mighty strange. Yes, sir, it is. We traced that phone number Miss Case got from the ad. Found it's a payphone in a small restaurant on 3rd Street. Then there was something phony about the ad. Sure, there must have been. My way of thinking, Mike Axford stuck his head into trouble by going out to investigate things alone. He should have called us. Yes, but you know Axford. You better start a search for him, Sergeant. If he came up against those racketeers, he may be in serious trouble. I know. We already questioned the owner of the restaurant, but he claims he doesn't know anything at all. He says people are in and out all day long. I see. Where is this place? At 3rd and Murray. Oh, yes. Well, uh, see what you can find out, and please keep me posted. I'm beginning to feel concerned about Axford now. We'll start a search right away. If anything turns up, I'll call you. Either at your home or office. Well, thank you very much, Sergeant. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Well, you think something happened to Axford? Something must have happened to him, Cato. He went out alone trying to get a scoop on an apartment renting racket. I'm afraid he's run into trouble. Will you wait for police to investigate? No, every minute is valuable. The Green Hornet's going to investigate as well as the police. Let's get going right now. What do you think of doing, Mr. Britt? The phone numbers given in the ads were all checked. They were all public phones. One in a bar, one in a drugstore, and the one Axford called was in a small restaurant. Well, what did that tell you? Nothing definite. But I feel that one of the owners of those places might be tied in with the racketeers. I'm going to find out tonight. I better step on it. Stop here, Mr. Britt. First, I'm going to take off my mask. I'm going into a payphone and make a few calls. You think you'll find out something by making calls? It's worth a try, anyway. There. I'll go into that shop and phone. Wait for me. I'll be right back. 
Now for the first one. Hope the owner's there. Hello, let me talk to the owner. Uh, I own this restaurant. Oh, you do, eh? Well, I'm coming around for a payoff because of your tie-in with that rent racket. My tie-in with the rent racket? But listen, I... Have plenty of dough ready. They've gone in for a murder now, and you'll take a rap, too, unless you come across. Uh, now, wait a minute. Who is this? The Green Hornet. I'll be around to see you tonight. So long. I'll make a couple of more calls. Is that you, Mr. Britt? Yes. You find out anything? Not yet. I made several phone calls. Now we'll go back to our apartment and stay there a while. I'll call Sergeant Colston at police headquarters. Why you do that? Because I'm hoping that he'll tell me, without knowing it, of course... Just where I can get to find someone has a connection with those racketeers. Now, let's go. Yes, sir. A little more than a half hour later, the phone rang at police headquarters. Police headquarters. Is Sergeant Colston there? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Just a minute. Hey, Sarge, it's for you. Okay. Hello. This is Britt Reed. Any news of Axford? Not a word, Mr. Reed. We're scouring the town hunting for him. I see. Well, uh, I'm quite worried. Is there any more news about the racketeers by any chance? Well, yes, sir, there is, in a way. Two guys phoned in all excited because they said the Green Hornet had threatened them, saying he knew they were in with them racketeers. Really? Who were they? A drugstore owner over on 10th at Warren. And a guy who has a bar over on 1st Street. We sent men over to protect him in case a hornet shows up. I'm hoping we might capture him. Let me know if you do. That'll be big news. Uh, I'll get in touch with you later. And if you hear anything about Axford, call me, will you? I sure will, sir. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Well, if Sergeant Colston say police out hunting Green Hornet... It dangerous for us to be out again, perhaps, Mr. Britt. It might be, Cato. Except that we're going to the one place I'm sure the police won't be. Well, I don't understand. Colston said two men phoned in about threats from the Green Hornet. I phoned three, Cato. The one that didn't phone the police must be the guilty one of being in with those racketeers. And his place is one spot where the police won't be. And that's where we're going. Hurry it up. The restaurant owner sat in a small back room counting the day's receipts. Suddenly, the creak of a door behind him caused him to look around quickly. What's this? How do you get in? The back way. Your locks are old. Why, you're a green hornet. I told you I'd be around. Now look, I don't know anything about what you were telling me on the phone. You got me wrong. Don't lie. You and I are going to have a talk. Oh, what about? About those friends of yours who are running that furnished apartment racket. A tall, dark guy, a short, heavy set man, and a woman who changes from brunette to blonde. I don't know anybody like that. 
The cops were asking, too. Lots of people come in here. You can get away with that stuff with the cops, fellow, but not with me. You see, I have ways of knowing things. Uh, what do you mean, knowing things? Look, suppose those friends of yours are trying to cover up uh, murder. Murder? And suppose they got jittery about the cops coming here. So they asked me to sort of make sure you don't get a chance to tell what you know. Uh, then Slim sent you here on purpose, eh? He's fixing to double-cross me, is that it? Figure it out your own way, mister. Now, I'll look on it. I'll pay you off. I'll give you plenty of money. What's to keep me from taking the dough you have right there? But, sure, I won't talk. I'll close up. Get out of the city. You can't kill me. Wait a minute. Maybe it would be better if you did talk. Maybe if you and I can make a deal... Double-cross them? Well, how do you mean? I'll give you a chance to get out of the city tonight. If you'll do one thing for me. What? I've never been to their hideout. You have, or at least you know where it is. But I... I... Look. The girl and two friends are there. The man they tried their racket on this afternoon disappeared, so he's probably there, too. What are you planning to do? You phone the police. Tell them the Green Hornet's going to kidnap you. They'll come here in a hurry. Uh, then what? We'll leave in my car and lead the police to your friend's hideout. The police already have complete descriptions of them. And when they find that man who disappeared, he's sure to put the finger on the racketeers. That'll clinch things. The cops pick them up. I drop you off someplace and you'll be in the clear. Get it? All right, I'll do it. Good. Now get to the phone and call the police. Put on a good act. Then we'll pull a neat double cross on your racketeer friends. Once they're picked up, there'll be plenty of veterans to identify them and appear against them. Now go ahead, phone headquarters. Police headquarters. What's that? The Green Hornet, you say? Well, who are you? I see. We'll get right out there. See if we can stall him until... Hello. Hello. What is it, sir? Come on. We got to get out to 3rd and Murray on the double. The Green Hornet's picking up the guy who owns the restaurant. The one where them racketeers got the phone call from Axford this afternoon. Let's go. Police cars still follow. Yes. Where's the place we're to lead them to? Not far now. It's a cottage on the waterfront, about half a mile more. If we turn in toward the cottage, is there a way to get the car out the back? Yeah. Our road runs out the back way to the shore boulevard. Good. We'll turn in, then so the police will be sure to follow. Also, we want to make sure those small-time racketeers don't make a getaway. There it is. Turn in just ahead. Right. We'll go through to the back. That'd be best. Stop the car right now. Oh, stop. They'll be on us in a minute. That's okay. Get out, you. Wait a minute. I Get have... out. Hey, they're shooting. Tough guys, eh? They saw me in here. Now they'll know I'm in. You're staying here, mister. Oh. Stop on it, Cato. was later that night at police headquarters. Well, we got them all. Lucky for you, Mike Axford, we found their hideout. 
I gotta admit, Sarge, that you did a good job. But don't forget the story that restaurant owner told the inspector about the deal with the Green Hornet and then how he was double-crossed. Well, we got out to his place quick enough to pick up the Green Hornet's trail, didn't we? So you have to give us cops credit for the catch, Axford. Sure, you'll get credit for it, all right. And believe you me, you deserve it. No telling what they were going to do to me. And you busted up a contemptible racket, too. I guess the Hornet was in it with him. No doubt. And I'm thanking me lucky stars he was. Twas his mistake to put you on me train. Now, I'd better phone Reed and tell him I'm okay. He'd be worried sick if he heard the harlot's been mixed up in things. <laughs> I never could convince Reed that I can take care of myself. <laughs> well, uh, almost, that is. <laughs> These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>